of YouTube channel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very special episode of Live, Love, and the Grind. Um, we are here in my living room um, because the entire world is under quarantine. Um, well, that's not entirely true. <laughs> um, so we are in our living room and we're keeping a little bit of distance because, again, we need to be responsible and have that social distance. Um, this show is different than our most more jovial, fun, you know, let's have a good time. Let's learn about the issues because this is more of an important time that we are kind of stuck in where there's a lot of questions and we want to do our part in getting some of those important questions answered. I've seen and had a lot of people come up and ask, and I'm sure you have too, about unemployment. I mean, restaurants are, are, are shutting down. Uh, broadcast enterprises are shutting down. We'll be getting Sean Allen here in a little bit. Um, I don't know what's going on with construction. I'm sure he'll tell us about it, but there's a lot of questions regarding um, how to file for unemployment and what's going on. And Jeff, I want to, first of all, give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the people who are watching. Um, tell us about yourself and your qualifications. You used to work for unemployment. Tell us about that. I'm doing a good job introducing myself. So I'm Jeff Jacobson. I'm an attorney licensed in Illinois. My office is in Whedon. And I used to be an administrative law judge for the Illinois Department of Employment Securities and the Appeals Division. Hearing appeals, I heard about 10,000 and made decisions on it. So I was very concerned when people were getting severed from employment uh, because of the restaurant and bar bans. So you know, I reached out to try to see if I can help people. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of confusion as to, to what happens right now. I, I actually, this is probably the quickest I've ever gotten a question. Got a question that said, um, so this is kind of industry specific, but it probably works for a lot of project agreements where um, if there was cancellation compensation, you were supposed to do a project and they canceled. Will that cancellation compensation count against unemployment? So my guess is they're probably not an employee if they have a contract on how they're getting paid. Uh, but once you start collecting unemployment benefits, any wages you receive, yes. so the definition is wages, that counts against your unemployment benefits. But there's a formula. So let's say, for example, you get $400 in weekly benefit amounts. You can earn 50% of that without impacting your unemployment benefits. Uh, so if that's considered wages, then that would have to count, although it sounds like it's not wages to me. The other thing is if you work as an independent contractor, mm -hmm. um, after, so you were an employee, you worked in the restaurant business, um, you were severed for an indefinite period of time, you collected unemployment benefits, and then you start up your own company you know, you decide you want to do deliveries and stuff, those are not considered wages, the money you received to apply against your unemployment benefits. That makes uh, complete sense. And I want to remind any of our viewers here or on um, my Facebook where this is streaming that you can ask questions um, because uh, I, I'm telling you, we are getting a lot of questions quickly and I want to make sure we stay on top of it because the most important thing is this, this is more interactive than we've done it uh, before because it's really about getting the questions answered for the people who really need to know what's going on right now. So um, it's not going to be as visually appealing as I sit here and read questions, but um, Sar, why don't you, do you have a question? No, I have Sean Allen. Okay, let's uh, add him. Maybe Sean's got some questions while I read this. Hi, Sean. 
Hi, Sean. Hello, everyone. I'm coming to you live from quarantine. Thank you so I'm much. Stuck. I'm, not, I'm not allowed to leave my my place. No, I really appreciate it. I, it's it's not a joke. Um, we need to distance ourselves as far as we can. We need to make sure that we're practicing safe hand washing habits as well as just um, good cleanliness habits in general. Um, the people that are impacted, um, they are having devastative results. So let's just be careful. And thank you, Sean, so much for calling in today. Um, how are you holding up there? I, I'm going to quickly find out um, sense of one of the questions we have from uh, someone who typed me. Um, so why don't you and Sean take over here? I want to make sure I get this question answered correctly. <laughs> Sounds good. That. All right, Sean. So tell us, how is this impacting the building trades? What's going on? You're kind of breaking up a little bit. What? What'd you oh, say? no. We're going to have, we may have to remove you from the stream. Can you hear us, Sean? So if you want, I can talk a little about unemployment while you're yeah, connecting with Sean. Yeah, let's do that. So unemployment started under the Social Security Act in 1933. It's designed to help people pay for um, rent and food basics. It's approximately two-thirds of their average weekly benefit amount, what they receive. Um, if they make, you know, there's certain thresholds. If they make too much money, it's capped off. They also get extra money if they have dependents, spouse, children. Uh, but it's not designed to replace the wages you lost. It's designed to keep you from having to be out on the street and starving. So what does it look like as far as our day-to-day -day service goes? Um, With uh, how the Department of Employment Security is functioning? Yes. So I know on Monday they were overwhelmed on the website, um, was frozen. Uh, as of, you know, Tuesday, the website was taking claims. Mm -hmm. They've gotten way more claims than maybe they ever received. I mean, a lot of people are understanding they could file for unemployment benefits. And one of the things, if you're listening, if you were severed from employment, and severed is a technical word, you're no longer being employed, uh, you need to file as soon as possible for unemployment benefits. It goes back to the previous Sunday. So if you were, let's say, severed today, let go today, and you file today, your unemployment starts last Sunday, but there's a one-week waiting period. So you'll be able to use up your one-week waiting period this week, and you'll start receiving unemployment benefits starting next Sunday. If you wait till Monday, you've, you've lost this benefit week. Next week then becomes your waiting period. And there's no penalty to file it. Mm -hmm. So if it turns out you believe you're severed today, you file for unemployment benefits today, which goes back to Sunday, and tomorrow they call you back. There's no penalty for it. So you're almost leaving money on the table by waiting and not um, not not being very proactive as quick as possible. Correct? You're hurting yourself because these are benefits you're entitled to to help pay for your rent, for your food, uh, for your family. It's not a windfall. It's you don't receive 
that much money. It's just basic needs. You know what? I, I have a friend of mine who has a very specific question that I believe is on the form itself. So I'm guessing if he has it, many people do. Um, could, could you just, if you're still with me, just uh, say what your question is so Jeff can hear it? Yeah, totally. So maybe I'm overthinking this line, but in one of the lines it says, how many weeks have you made like $484 or something like that? And so um, I, guess, I guess my question is, what do I, like, when do I start counting that? Because what if I've worked somewhere since 2012? Am I doing every year or is it really not that complicated? So it's, it's first of all, on the determination of your average weekly benefit, they actually go back and pull it from the records from your employer uh, on the amount. Um, and so the intake form, you know, put down as best as you can. Uh, but you can also contact them and they'll tell you what your uh, weekly benefit amount is, the WBA. Uh, and, you know, as I said, so once you get your weekly benefit amount, uh, if you go back to full-time or make more than half of your weekly benefit amount, that'll impact uh, your benefits. Okay. So, so the number really, is, so if I put in a guesstimate, that's fine. Not, right. They're not going right. to like, penalize me if I get it wrong. Well, you should, you should be as accurate as you can, but no, there's not okay. going to be any penalty. Um, did, I just want to make sure, does that answer your question? And is, was there anything else that, that you think um, you've heard? Because I know you're very proactive in talking to other people you work with that uh, people ask that they wanted to get answered or um, do you well, think that's I guess, a, I guess that, that was a question that we knew really how to answer. And some people assumed it meant just from when you started this year for like we're, we're talking about one of the places to get, to get hired on for a bunch of months and then we're let go for, you know, the summer and then we're hired again. So, you know, that was kind of my question, you know, and plus I have, I work a couple different jobs. And so it's just trying to figure out how am I supposed to answer that question? Cause you know, I've been working since 2006 without, you know, without a break. And now this is the first time ever I've ever, you know, work has just, just like literally just disappeared, you know, where it's like, I don't know how to fill this out cause I've never done it before. Right. Um, so, so the state will go back five quarters, and then they'll use the, the first four quarters of that. I know it's a little confusing. It's a one-year yeah. period that ends the previous quarter, and that's where they'll figure your average weekly benefit amount. Okay, so but I can still call them and find that number out, whatever that is. Yes. Well, okay. yeah, I don't know how successful you're going to get a hold of them. I'm curious right. how much trouble you had getting online for filing. Um, the day after we got let go and then everything kind of went to crap and then it was really hard to get on um like you could tell the servers were slammed and then yesterday the servers were slammed again i think when he finally announced the uh, yeah um announced more funding or something like that and so i didn't try today at all but um i'm going to after we're done with this live event and see and try to get it all squared away on there yeah, there's a lot of talk about additional benefits, but nothing's been enacted yet that right. I'm aware of. Um, right. you I have one more question. Yes, right. yes, please. Uh, when, so I have two kids, and when I went in there originally to, to try to do it, it, it asked for 
you know, it said, here you have two kids, and it said, put name in. And so I'm assuming that meant put in my kid's name with a security number, but it only asked for one kid. Is that the way it's supposed to go? Did I do something wrong? So I'm not sure exactly on the software, but all you need is one dependent. It's just a flat amount um, for whether you have one or 20 kids. Same thing for spouse. So it'll ask you the information on the spouse. Um, they just The rule is um, that they have to be living with you half the time, you know, more than half the time. You know, one thing I will ask you is if you find uh, this information valuable and you think any of your coworkers or friends might uh, be interested in it, if you could start a watch party just because we want to make sure we get as many questions answered as possible. But I'll also tell you, Jeff has agreed um, to come in as much as he can this week to continue this conversation because I know with our different shifts and with shifts in people in the restaurant industry, it's all over the place. So we want to get as many questions answered as possible. So. You know, if you could help me out with that as well, you know, I'm not going to mention uh, so, the name. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw another question on there before I got, got on the phone here. Um, meaning that there was something said about being COVID-19 specific, you know, benefit thing where um, I, I guess it was confusing as to what it was. When does it start? Does that mean we still have to actively look for work, even though we're just kind of waiting for the industry to get back going? Are, there, are those rules relaxed at all? So there's actually, there's a posting on the website related to COVID-19, but it's, it's, it's my opinion, it's not accurate. Um, there's no specific benefits related to COVID-19. It's just the law. Um, are you a union member or not? Uh, I'm not at the moment. I okay. Was at one time. Okay. So, so the requirements are it's the triple A's that you're, actively looking for work, you're available for work, and you're able to work. Um, so those are the requirements. Every two weeks, you have to report into IDS. They'll give you a date that you need to call in, and you'll have to confirm that you've looked for at least three jobs every week. You need to keep a record of it because they have a right to ask for your work search diary, so keep a record of it. But when you call in, you they just want to know whether you've complied or not. You yeah, okay. You don't have to list it off. Okay, but there's no specific thing to COVID-19 that relaxes that having to find work thing. It's just that no matter what, now everybody has to just try to look for work. So, okay. right, right. And, and it's okay. going to be harder to find work if you work in an industry like, you know, you're a bartender, you know, right. you're not going to be able to get work, so it's you. Know, but you're going to try to look. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That answers my question. Oh, thank you very much. And so, if you have any more questions or think of any more, call back. You got my direct yeah. number, sir. I'm going to yeah. let you take over the next question. I got a couple other people who had questions. I want to make sure I'm getting right. And thanks again, Nick. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying this round robin. This is actually pretty good. Um, Anything else you want to um, comment on the previous um, caller's question so, before I jump into the next one? Sure. So I just want to straighten out. On the website, they have some frequently asked questions, and one of them talks about a COVID-19 
and you having to stay home because your kids aren't going to school. Um, it's, yes, me. <laughs> so the law, and there's plenty of decisions already that say if because of your kids you have to stay home, you're not entitled to benefits, that it has to be related to the employer. So uh, as long as the employer is offering you the same job, uh, the current cases say you're not entitled to any benefits for that. However, you know, they are stressing on their website, so I don't know if the local offices will be a little more lenient and the administrative law judges will be. I'm not sure where that's going to go. But the law is pretty clear. If situations change for you and you have to stay home to watch your kids, take care of your kids, that doesn't allow you to be entitled to unemployment benefits. That being said, give it a shot if this applies to you. There is no penalty to filing for unemployment under that situation, and it may be determined in the future that that now is a good reason to receive unemployment benefits. So just in the same vein, um, one of the Facebook comments was around, um, Samantha Wilson actually brought this up. She said, I heard some places are trying to give people a zero hour schedule rather than just saying that they're laid off. This has caused some confusion in certain cases when people were trying to get benefits. What happens if you if your place of employment doesn't say you're officially laid off, but you're also not working and receiving that paycheck? What does that look like? That's a good question. So as I pointed out earlier, I use the word severance. That's a technical word. Uh, so laid off, fired, quit, that's not what the law looks at. So when you don't have any work, you're not receiving any wages, you're severed. So even if the employer says, you still work for me, I'm going to have work for you in a month, but there's nothing for you now and you're not receiving wages, you're not working. And there's some people, you know, in doing hearings, they don't get paid to work. Yeah. And so they're working and they're not receiving any wages. Well, then they're entitled to employment benefits. The other thing is if there's a substantial change, so if your job changes substantially or your wages. So if for the some that work full time and now they're getting half of what they were mm -hmm. working a few hours, they would be entitled to unemployment benefits. As, as I mentioned, they'll have a weekly benefit amount. Whatever they're receiving will offset the unemployment benefits. So if they have a weekly benefit amount and we'll use a $400 example, and they're now making $200 a week, they'll be able to keep that 200 and the 400 under the law. So they'll have $600 to pay for the rent and their food. Uh, we got another question that's coming in. Um, I call her S here. Um, if, if you could uh, just repeat your question, just so uh, Jeff hears it, that would be great. Uh, okay, thank, yeah. thanks Jeff uh, for uh, doing this. Uh, my question is, if you are a daily hire by company standards and work for multiple companies, do they pay the unemployment tax for daily hires so that we could file for unemployment if necessary in a situation like this? So as long as you're not an independent contractor, and in the construction business it's hard to be an independent contractor under the law, then you are an employee 
And whether they pay that taxes or not, you're still entitled to benefits. So if they should be paying but don't pay, that's their problem. You'll still be entitled to unemployment benefits. Okay. Could you give a definition, please, of independent contractor? So there are general definitions of who supplies the tools. Um, an independent contractor is typically an artist, someone that has a special skill. You know, for example, a photographer at a wedding. Um, under, there's actually a statute on people in the construction business that those are typically not independent contractors, even if they have an independent contractor agreement. So it so if you were a musician, you played an instrument, uh, then yes, most likely you would be an independent contractor if that's the agreement. Well, if you have an independent contractor, you know what? This might be industry specific. So let, let me tell you a little about what some in broadcast and entertainment deal with. This concept of daily hire um, is one where people are hired, kind of they're treated as independent contractors, but again, then they work with the equipment sometimes of the company. Um, sometimes they're 1099, sometimes they're W-2. It really kind of depends on the discretion. Would, would um, if you're 1099. Your own criteria for whether you're an independent contractor or not. And having a contract or not having a contract doesn't matter. For example, the Veterans Messenger Service. They had contracts with all the employees that did everything that seemed like they were independent contractors. And the state, said they're not independent contractors. They ended up paying the $3 million for it. So my suggestion, if, you know, and we could sit down and go through off uh, the radio your details, but you could file for unemployment benefits. And if it's a determination that you are an independent contractor, the worst case scenario is you won't receive benefits. If it is that he's uh, an independent contractor, right, right. Um, what if he's a deal? Uh, what if he has a W two? Would that change the classification? Could the argument be made, uh, employee? So if he has a W two, it's easy to say. The, the The default is everyone's an employee. You have to show they're an independent contractor, um, and and once again, it's different for the IRS and the Department of Employment Security. So if they have a W two, then there's an agreement, they're an employee. Um, and, and suppose that there is a, a bargaining, collective bargaining agreement contract, would that then state the classification or would this regulation supersede that? So it might, uh, in order to be an independent contractor, the employer has to go through the threshold of giving them a 1099, okay. not deducting taxes. If they deduct taxes, they're an employee regardless of what the argument is. But one, even if they do all the steps for an independent contractor, they still may not be an independent contractor. The state tends to lean towards everyone's an employee. I just want to make sure, as does this answer your question or does it create more questions in your mind? Well, it definitely uh, creates more questions that could be handled at another time, but at least gets us in the right direction. One other question. Uh, and then I want to move on to other questions. Uh, does it change from state to state or is it a national across the board? 
So it's state to state. It's uh, the while uh, um, the Department of Employment Security comes from the federal Social Security law, every state could create their own law. So one person in one state could benefit from unemployment where in another state they would not. Right. And if you live in Illinois and work in another state, uh, there's rules on that, too. So you can file potentially in the other state. And then there's rules on who actually handles it and which apply. Okay. Well, I appreciate the time. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to call me later, I can go over the personal details for you. Yeah. Can I put you in touch with with him? Because yeah. I, I want to make sure. Um, if you want, I can give my he, business phone number. Yeah, I absolutely will. Because the questions he has, I know for a fact, a lot of people have that 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 he can help with so thanks for that and i just wanted to make sure that we got at least some of your questions addressed but uh, i'm going to put you in touch with him directly right after thank you Bye. do you want me to give out the phone number uh, if you're comfortable yeah, doing that, it's my business number because the courts are all closed i don't have a very busy day so it's three is, is dupage closed as well dupage is closed will is closed uh the uh, in the Illinois Supreme Court's closed. The federal courts are closed. Never seen anything like this. No, and it's and even the bar associations. No one's having any events yeah. because you can't have groups of people. So, so for me, this is keeping my brain functioning. So the phone number is three three one two 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 nine five two nine. If you have any questions and you want to call tomorrow. Uh, or any time this week, 331-222-9529. And I can go through the process on how to file. That sounds like some Yeah, maybe along that line, I think there was a question that was asked. A lot of people don't know how to categorize on the IDS side um, what the issues are and how it is that they need to kind of get in and then file um, along the same lines. I'm going to throw a few questions. You're okay. Correct. Um, people don't know how to get to the site itself. Um, some people have questions around if they work in New York and they work for, they live in Ohio, how does that work? Where do you file for these um, unemployment benefits? So take it away. Please. So on the, we'll go to the last question first. So on, if you work in one state and live in another, I can only answer as it applies to Illinois. You can file in Illinois if you live in Illinois, or you can file in the state you work at. Um, and then they'll work it out. Most likely Illinois will handle that unemployment. But if it turns out one state has better benefits than another, that may be the state you want to apply in, as long as you work or live in that state. Um, and again, I'm sorry for the constant interruptions, but I want to make sure we get all the questions answered and everything addressed. Um, and I'm not sure specifically what you were asked, but give me general guidance. Somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, worst day of my life just got uh, told by the restaurant that um, they don't know what my, my future holds. It might be they may, might need me for one week. They might not need me for another week. How do I go about this? Do I file for that week? Do I not? There's the a lot of question was how, right? The right. question was where, where do, do I go? go and how do I file? How do I categorize this? Because I think that's the major uh, question that we all have. The site, 
um, even though it's very straightforward and very simple, we still don't know how to categorize ourselves because first of all, you know, we're going through a huge life change event. So for us to identify which category it falls under, what all of this looks like, we would love to just get an overview of it. Uh, I mean, one more thing to make it a little more complicated for you. Well, so we'll keep you busy until I talk to this uh, next um, person. But um, a lot of the people who are joining us are not just Illinois. So it's not even Illinois specific. But if you could give us some general guidance for people in, in various states in the Midwest down to Texas who are contacting us? So the, the procedures are the same uh, for the most part throughout the United States. It's just how things are interpreted. For example, as we were asked, the independent contractor versus employee, that would be somewhat state specific on that standard. But let's go back to the really good general question. How do you start yeah. this process? Uh, so the first thing is if you, you can go to ids.illinois.gov or just do a search on IDS, which is short for Illinois Department of Employment Security. So that's I-D-E-S. Right. I think Igloo, Igloo David Elephant Sam. We are so not in the military. <laughs> no. Uh, and I've done that most of my life stuff. So go to there and then it'll have on the page, a whole bunch of options, just pick the home page, go there, and then there'll be a tab for employee. And you click on the tab and it'll also you know, have a tab then for how to apply. So you just follow that and you'll apply online. There's really only two issues uh, for severing, for not working. There's the 601, which is you voluntarily left. Okay. Okay. And that wouldn't apply to most of you, except if you have a sick person at home that you're going to have to take care of. And we'll talk about the 601 shortly, because okay. that will, with COVID-19, that'll impact people. The second one is 602. That's where you're no longer working, but it's not because of your misconduct. Uh, so that's what you want but you really so just that's the laid off part or like right. that's the part where you're not getting hours and you're basically not getting a paycheck right, right? that's where the that. employer says you can't come back you okay. can't get paid whatever the reason is but the employer's telling you that your job's ended um, temporarily or permanently so that's what you want to put down you can put down you were laid off uh, that's certainly a good term uh, and then you would want to put down the explanation. Uh, employer has no work. It could be as simple as that. You don't need to give a, a really great right. explanation. If you're a server and your job was to serve meals in a sit-down restaurant and a dining restaurant, and now that's shut down, that would be a possibility. Right. That would be a scenario. Now, some of you may have questions unrelated to the COVID-19. Uh, so just as a tip, the uh, unemployment just wants to know about the last incident. So if there were things that happened six months ago, you and your boss got into a fight, that's not relevant for unemployment benefits. It's the last incident that you need to raise. And keep it very short and sweet. You don't need to go into a whole book because if they have questions, they'll call you up and they'll ask you about it. Um, so let's go back to the 601. Um, 601 says you voluntarily left work. Uh, and so you're not entitled to unemployment benefits 
if you leave work, except, as always, there's exceptions. Uh, the law says that if a physician tells you you need to stay home and care for a spouse, a child, or a parent, mm -hmm. you can then stay home and collect unemployment benefits. So that's the one exception where you walk away from work, but you're still entitled to benefits. And there's others, but I think under the current situation, that's going to apply more. That's probably the biggest. Right. So if you, if you have a spouse or kids or a parent, and it's only those three, and the doctor tells you, you don't need a doctor's note. In fact, the doctor doesn't have to tell you that you need to stay home, just that someone needs to care for this person. And then you're entitled to unemployment benefits if you stay home. Okay. So what was that category again? That's a 601. Okay. And it's 601B. 601B. So does it apply to both spouses? So for Right. So as long as your spouse, if your spouse needs to be cared for, and the doctor says your spouse needs to be cared for, someone needs to stay home with that person, then you're entitled to employment benefits. So you don't need a prescription. You don't need it in writing. Uh, the doctor doesn't even have to tell you that you need to stay home and take care of your spouse, just that that spouse needs to be taken care of and you can be the one that does it. Okay. So there's about, there's already a long line of people that are applying for uh, yes. unemployment benefits. What does the rest of this process looks, look like? So the once you apply, you might get a... Um, local office determination that you're entitled to benefits, you'll typically get a check uh, right away after the waiting period. Or you get one of those debit cards. Right. right? Sorry, I'm old, old school. No, yes. no, no. I had to go through this not too long ago. So yes. when I was going through this, they actually sent me a debit card. And I got another one in the mail today. Even if I don't, if, even if I'm not unemployed, due to the circumstances, they're sending, they're, it out. they're sending it out to everybody. So wow. kudos to IDES for doing this and being proactive um, and taking care of us. Because if if you don't have that debit card, then you have to wait for the check to come in right. the mail and then be able to cash it, right? Whereas on a debit card, I can just take that debit card, go, get, go to the grocery store and use it right away. So, so right, so you'll get the debit card, you'll get the, the funds started right away, but that doesn't mean the local office has decided you're entitled to benefits. So they may call you, um, set up a telephone conference, ask you more questions. The employer has a right to protest it. If the employer doesn't protest it, you get benefits. Uh, but if the employer sends in within 30 days a protest uh, and the local office may look into it, the local office may decide that you're not entitled to benefits and then they'll require you to send all the money back. Uh, then you have an opportunity to appeal. There's a form on the website to appeal. You basically just have to fax, email, or mail in a letter within the 30 days that says you don't like the determination of the local office. You'll then get in a hearing at the appeals division, whether it's the employer or the employee, and there'll be a hearing where you submit evidence. So a lot more complex than the local office one. Jeff, we got a simple question again, okay. um, and, and we should probably put this on uh, both sites so people can get it, your phone number one more time. Oh, 331-222-9529. Um, and let's get that again, just in case, please. 
three three one. You take a drink of water. Yeah, three three one two 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 nine L A W nine five two nine. Okay, nine five two nine. Um, and I, I think that got it. Um, Sarah, I'll let you take over here. Oh, sounds good. Um, we actually are having connectivity streaming issues has been going on, um, I believe, since this morning. There's a lot of bandwidth issues that we're facing because of everybody staying at home, working from oh, yeah. home. Or in my case, you know, my daughter really likes to watch those YouTube videos from home. So there's a lot of connectivity issues. And I know that um, ComEd and a couple other um, local area networks have really upped the speeds on this um but you know sean i apologize he's uh reaching out to me on facebook and asking me his questions he's basically saying sean allen is saying there's going to be about two thousand tradesmen without work coming soon how is the state going to keep up with all of this and if that's just the chicagoland area what about the rest of illinois what's your opinion so, on this? so i think because uh, most of it is automated, and as I said, the initial determination is to pay. Mm -hmm. um, I My hope is the system will be able to handle it. As far as having hearings and appeals, there's only so many administrative law judges. They probably will not be able to keep up with that, and that may be a problem. I also wanted to point out um, for, as I mentioned to that one person earlier, and asking whether they were a union member, and this will play to Sean and his brothers and sisters. If you're in the union, all you have to do is comply with the union regulations on looking for a job. You don't have to be doing that search for jobs and report uh, all those jobs. You just have to report to the union, follow their requirements, and you've satisfied the law uh, for being able, active, and available for work. So there's, it's uh, very liberal for unions once they're severed. Just another reason why we love the unions. Yes. No, I honestly, um, I think that that's a great point to bring up. So if you have any questions, reach out to your union stewards, reach out to your union leadership and get those questions answered. But even before all of that, Jeff Jacobson has made himself available. You have his contact information. Um, you can reach him on his business line. That again is 331-222-9529. Um, feel free to reach out to him. And um, if you guys have any more questions, keep them coming. Right, some of the union members, you know, they, they get laid off during inclemented weather during the winter. So some of them already know the process. Uh, but, you know, for those that don't, it's it's very, very simple. Um, quick and, question. Oh, I'm sorry. You were in the middle of something. Uh, no, we were actually just finishing that sentence. <laughs> then finish your thoughts. And before I forget, one of the questions that I have is companies can contest some of these things. You said they have 30 days to contest it. How does the person applying find out if it's been contested? It's a good question. So once they send in, it's called a protest. Once they mail in a protest, they will send it to the uh, the claimant, the person that's been severed from employment, and they'll see what the protest is. Now, the local office may initially, when they get the protest or talk to the employer, may call the ex-employee and say, 
um, ask questions about it, tell them what the employer said. Um, yeah, hopefully, um, and let me just finish up this conversation to make sure it's good. Um, so I'm going to be making some more calls. Is, is Sean still on? I'm looking at this and I don't see Sean. So let's punch him up. I'm sure he's got some specific no, industry we have, questions. We have uh, connectivity issues. So okay, we're so not able to bring Sean into our conversation today. And again, this is just what, some of the problems that we seem to be having for the people that are working from home I, I, are all of these audio video connectivity issues. And I know ComEd and a couple other ATMT are working on resolving the bandwidth issue. Um, it's still obviously, you know, it's not a, at the same level of um, same level of um, I don't even know how to say it. Like when you're not there in person, it doesn't it doesn't do the same justice, right? So when you're holding web conferences, we're trying to be very cognizant and putting on, you know, doing our hair, doing our makeup, really preparing for ourselves to be in this meeting. But even without that, our video now had to get shut down, and all we had to do was have audio, audio shut down. Then we just went into calling each other on cell phones. So we are working through this. So as employers, as people that are um, that are on the other side, paying for unemployment benefits and things like that, how does this impact us? And is there any way that we can um, safeguard ourselves against the, well, the recent findings that we find ourselves in? Well, right. I mean, you, you can protest, but if you've told someone they can't work, there isn't really anything to protest. But you know, let's take it out of here. The person, there is work and the person doesn't show up and then they file for unemployment. The employer could and should protest that. If they lose at the local office, you know, regardless of the employer, the claimant, and then they can appeal it. They have to do the appeal within 30 days. All they have to do is sign the appeal and they can simply say they didn't like the decision, the determination that was made. Mm -hmm. And then they will have a hearing. Uh, you'll have a hearing, you know, it's usually within a few weeks, but I don't know now with all the unemployment that they have going on, it may be much longer. So um, if it, when you have the appeal, if one party doesn't agree with that, they can then appeal to the Board of Review. And that form is online. And once again, there's, you know, the 30-day period to appeal. If they don't like that, mm -hmm. they can then go to the court administrative review and appeal the decision there. Again, all the appeals are pretty much delayed at this point because our courts are not right. Out. Right. You um, still have the burden of filing on time. Okay. How do you do that if the courts are no longer? So you can still file online. Online. So everything's okay. online. So you file online or if, you know, I don't know if there's any courts in Illinois that don't have the electronic filing. Um, I'm pretty confident they all do, but if for some reason there's a problem, you just mail it to okay. the clerk of the court. Okay. Uh, just like if IDS uh, was down the whole week, I would suggest that people mail in their application for unemployment benefits. So at least you've started the process and you have the date of this week because of that one week waiting period. Oh, that is a very good point. So right. they will go off of the date that it was mailed, the date that's stamped. Right. So everyone that files on this coming Saturday to, you know, this week, their benefits will start this last Sunday. Okay. 
So although, don't wait, even though you could normally, because I don't know how the system's going to be, and I don't know if they have enough IT people on Saturday if they get inundated with it. So file as soon as you can. It's usually running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. My guess is at 2 in the morning, not many people are up filing. So that might be a good time to do it if you're having trouble. Um, how? What about if uh, you're divorced um, from your co-parent, right? How does that impact if both of you are filing for one dependent or two dependents? So you can't. It's typically whoever has the major amount of time with the child. Uh, so, you know, I guess if they... If you have two children both, together, then you... Well, you each, and, and you each have one child more than 50% of the time, you both could, change, could claim that one dependent. Okay. And there's there's a few rules on claiming dependency. Okay. So that, that's a... And once again, if, if you do it wrong, if it turns out, you know, you claim two children and neither of them fall within the guidelines, as long as you don't commit fraud and lie about, you know, something related to your kids, you know, that's, that's okay then. The uh, state will figure out, you know, based on the facts who can claim them. Yeah. Anything else for us, um, Jeff Jacobson? Wait, 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 I'm coming back, I'm coming back. <laughs> so Raza's rushing you obviously back. want to be honest on the uh, filing. You don't want to commit fraud. You, you create a whole set of headaches, and if it's related to your employer laying you off, you know, there's no reason really yeah. to do that. Um, one thing I wanted to remind people who are listening is that you have graciously um, said that you'll come in until Saturday, at the very least, if something comes up and just uh, answer questions for which we're grateful. We've got to make his uh, phone number on a slate here as well so people know um, how to contact you. But let me ask you this. I, I think you had texted, and pardon me, please, if I'm wrong about this, that um, there are certain bills for our people who are listening from Illinois that are going to be addressing what, what's happening here, or at least trying to assuage the situation that a lot of people are, are finding themselves in. Federally, do you know about anything that's happening that could help anyone? So there's there's talk. I mean, there's Trump has said some things. There's rumors going around the state, but it, it takes a while to pass new bills uh, to change it. Um, so I don't anticipate you're going to see anything. For example, the one week waiting period is a law now. Um, I don't think for most of the people it's going to impact. Um, there is talk, and we had this years ago, about 15 years ago, where the unemployment benefits is 26 weeks. And under federal law, there was an additional 26 weeks. So if you were laid off for more than 26 weeks, you still had an additional 26 weeks of unemployment benefits. There's talk about that. I don't know how long this pandemic is going to go on. But if it goes on more than 26 weeks, my hope is the government kicks in. And that's an easy thing to do because they already have the law to do it. They just have to set it in place. Okay. Um, you know, there's some laws that I was looking at that, that people were talking about. Maybe I will send some to you. You can look over and kind of explain what they're going to be doing. Um, 
Now, uh, just to our viewers, when you come in tomorrow, I know you've got other stuff to do. Great, I have homework now. Yeah, but we really appreciate you coming in yeah. um, and talking about this. Um, I know we Jeff's have- Jeff's number, everybody who is watching, <laughs> Jeff's number is actually listed on our um, on our overlay. It's 331-222-9529. Um, you know, let's keep Jeff engaged. Well, since right, he but has nowhere to go. In the but, but bear in mind, I'm not as big as a state, so if their website goes down because there's too many unemployment applications, I may not be able to get to everyone's question tomorrow. So if I'm back, you know, wait tomorrow night because you may want to watch this because you may learn a little more. God forbid, unless you're quarantined, you're back because we need your knowledge. I mean, it's just. Uh, tell me, in your regular life, what has it been like uh, just in terms of people coming up to you for this expertise? Um, what's it been like? Well, it's been busy because this has become a huge topic all at one time. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, sometimes an industry good, you know, has trouble. Um, the airline industry, you know, 20 years ago was having a lot of problems. They were laying off a lot of people. This is now statewide. I mean, We're everyone, worldwide. right, but it's for yeah. unemployment benefits, it's the whole state. So uh, people that have restaurants in Henry, Illinois, and people that have restaurants in Chicago, work in restaurants in Chicago, they're all laid off. And and you can't even go to other states because most of the other states have closed down, you know, the restaurants and the bars and, you know, stadiums. So it's it's going to be hard to find work. Well, so I, I saw um, when you had put this up on Facebook uh, regarding giving some general advice, it kind of blew, blew up. You're a very popular guy, yeah. but I saw more engagement than I've seen in quite a while on a lot of Facebook pages. Tell me the kind of anxiety. You probably had some dialogue with some of these people directly, maybe specific issues, general issues. What, what are you hearing? So, well, the reason I did it is because I knew that this is going to impact a lot of people. And this isn't just about a few extra dollars. This is about being able to pay rent uh, because landlords also, they need to pay their mortgage. They need to pay their expenses. And if people aren't able to pay rent, you know, that creates problems. Now the courts are closed now. So, uh, and the Cook County Sheriff isn't evicting people right now. So hopefully there'll be some opportunity to get this all worked out. But I saw all sorts of people being on the streets for nothing they did. I mean, you could be the hardest worker in the world and all of a sudden you're out of work. And it's not like you're being told, hey, start saving up in 30 days, mm -hmm. you'll benefit. You know, that you'll have some money and we'll lay you off then. It's just all of a sudden tomorrow you're not working. You can't feed your family. So that YouTube was to get a quick message out to everyone, to let everyone know apply if they've been severed from unemployment, laid off. It's, it's just a situation like no other. Even, even yeah. people who are reporting to work don't know for how long, under what sort of hazardous situations they're working in. I was told um, some restaurants, um, and thank God they're doing this, are proactive enough that staff like waiters, waitresses, who can't do the work that they were hired to do are out there doing deliveries because that's a, a right. thing that's picking up. So it looks like a lot of businesses are at least looking at uh, 
how can we keep our workforce? Because at the end of the day, you lose that talent, you're never going to get it back. And I think companies realize this, which is why I'm seeing in some industries, people are doing the right thing, um, paying what they what they were, you know, what, what they were going to pay before. Let's be honest, this this situation that no one ever expected found itself upon all of us. Right, and and then no one really deserves this. They didn't, you know, create it. It's just a horrible situation. But yes, I've been hearing. A lot of the restaurants are anticipating they're still going to be busy. And so the servers will be organizing the carryouts, bringing them to the cars, because a lot of places don't have drive throughs yeah. So you can just call when you get close. I mean, most of these restaurants aren't set up to do drive through and pickups at this magnitude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people that don't cook. They don't know how to cook. So fortunately, they'll still be, you know, getting takeout at restaurants. And as you mentioned, they'll be doing deliveries. It's a big reason I got married. I don't cook. And uh, <laughs> it's worth no. You know what? We all we always talk about restaurants, which are huge, and they, they're a vital part of our economy. There's also the retail industry that is, is really there, suffering. Is there a mic right in now. front of you? No, there isn't. But you know what? I've heard that you can hear me because huh, I'm pretty loud. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, the retail industry itself is being impacted, and there is really no way that um, anything there is that could be done, especially with the people that are doing the hourly jobs at the retail industries, the cashiers, um, as well as the store attendants. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than go online and patronize them. I mean, well, that's, that's, that's pretty much the only thing that we can do. People are buying stuff because they're not working now. I mean, it's it's impacting. I noticed um, I went to get gas. There's hardly any cars at gas stations. And, you know, people aren't driving now. They don't have to go to work. They don't have to go to meetings. It's it's going to impact everyone. Yeah, I just texted my husband yesterday. I'm like, oh, the gas station at the corner of Roosevelt and Finley, all the pumps were shut down because they didn't have a shipment come in in the morning. Either they didn't have it come from the shipper themselves or they just didn't ask for it because where are we going to go? We My tank what? has been full for over a week now, which is unheard of with all the crazy commutes and extra I always tell her, I will, I always tell her I keep do. a tank fully stocked and she's always like, you're crazy, you're paranoid, why? And I mean, it's a good example because at the end of the world, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you never okay. know what's going to happen. But I'll, I'll tell you this and tell me if I'm speaking incorrectly. You're a graduate from Second City, aren't you? Or yes. Not? Yeah. So, so put this into perspective. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in, uh, gosh, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that, world's going to end. But at the end of the day, you know, we're out there trying to have a good time. It, Give us, give us a funny antidote or something to lighten the the mood of uh, of the people. Because Jeff, if anyone can do it, I know you can. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing funny about the situation. We would never and, claim there is, but life goes on. Uh, we right. are going to get through this between getting advice from people we know who can get the resources out there who can we're going to work together right i mean you're a big labor guy actually tell us about that so you understand the um importance i believe of working together well it's it's critical i mean we all work together to do something everyone has something they can add we couldn't do this show tonight if we all three didn't work together right i could sit in front of my laptop 
talking to it all I want and no one would hear it. And, you know, you couldn't do it without me answering the question. So I think there's a huge benefit. And me, to it. and me, with that right. well, I, well, When I, I said you, I meant both of you. And I think most important, and, and we can And you've been asking most of the questions tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I don't know that we need him anymore. <laughs> well, I, I, I can say honestly, um, we could not do this without the people watching right. and listening because, again, they've been very much a part of this, calling me up, sending other people I should be contacting. I know people have, it looks like, started watch parties about this mm -hmm. to get this information out to other people who need it. And more important than anything, this information that comes out there, it's always been out there, but we've got to kind of um, – demystify it and, and to be able to talk to uh, right now we've got six people at our height we have 13 people we have multiple people who have been listening this is going to live online people are going to get this message out there and it needs to get in the hands of people who can take this information and make use out of it do what needs to be done with it right and it's and i think what we've done tonight hopefully we've given enough information to help a lot of people out and once again it's it's statewide so the whole state can look at this, listen to it, and get help. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I, what was the website again? My website? No, what, what was the website where oh, you can go and file for unemployment? So do a search on IDES. That's probably, that's in my opinion, the easiest way, which is Igloo David Eskimo Sam. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I, I just want to clarify because I was running in and out. This is for Illinois, correct? Just Illinois. Illinois. Because so, so this is just applied in Illinois. You can work in Illinois and live somewhere else, or you can live in Illinois and work somewhere else. Illinois law then may apply. Okay, fantastic. And, and for our listeners who are from other states and everything, I'm sure you're going to have some very specific questions because you've blessed us with your phone numbers. And I know here's the thing I know about Jeff, because Jeff has helped me out quite a few many times as well. He doesn't know the answer. He's going to at least yeah. make his uh, – best effort to try to find it out or point you to the resources you need to be able to answer your questions and Jeff so I can't and I that. like the questions so feel free to ask me that's how I learn that's how I get better at it and there's usually the question that I get asked a whole bunch of other people have that same question so if I don't know it I'll look it up which is what the whole manual with in case there was well, I appreciate it. And I remember when you came in, you're like, hey, so just, just so you kind of know here. So I'm like, don't tell me anything because I want to know all the questions, ask all the questions because I want to learn there with you. Because again, I'm going to have the same questions a lot of the viewers and listeners have. And it's just a situation. I can't even imagine the stress. You know I mean, what? I've we been, in, all this be in this situation. I've right? been so, in this situation. So yeah. I mean, you're not, you know, you've got so much other stuff you're dealing with, family stresses, the uncertainty. And just to be able to have this communication and talk to somebody who can help guide you, walk your hand, is just invaluable. Well, that's why this law was created, is to help with the stress. Because when you lose a job, and it's not because of your fault. So you didn't walk away because you don't want to work. But if you've lost a job and it wasn't your fault, it helps pay the bills, the necessary bills. It helps pay for the rent, the food, the things, the gas, the things that you need. Oh, absolutely. So, it, it, you know, it's it's a good program, and it's been pretty effective. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, and I, we talked about, but I don't know if we talked about on, on, the, on here, is that if an employer has to pay benefits, the state pays the benefits, 
but then the rate goes up for the employer. So for the next three years, the employer will, in some respects, be paying that money back. There's certain industries that it's a turnstile with employees. They uh, fire them so much. They're already at the top of the rate, so their rates won't go up. But for most employers, uh, they pay a percentage of it. So I don't know how this is going to impact businesses in the future. Because as we were mentioning, if you're, we'll use the restaurant business, you're closed for a month. You're not really making much money. And the margins are so slim on restaurants. They don't make a lot to begin with. So if they're not able to get by, and then all of a sudden they have to pay a higher rate on unemployment benefits, it's going to be crushing for the employers. So hopefully the you know Springfield thinks of a solution mm -hmm. so that the restaurants don't need to get hit twice uh, by this. You know, they're, we're trying to protect the people of Illinois, the people of the United States and the world, but it shouldn't be on the backs of these small businesses. I agree. Um, just one more shout out to all the food pantries, all the depositories yeah. out there taking care of all of us who um, are not able to even go to the grocery store. Um, there are some pickup and drop-off donation locations, as well as phone numbers that you can call where they will come and pick it up from your porch. Um, so reach out to all of those places. Well, good. Uh, uh, do you have any, uh, we got to, I believe, all the questions here, right? I Including so. the, the last question I'm seeing here, do unemployment benefits differ state to state? Was that one that you had asked? And I'm so they do. Have been gone. Yeah. So that's okay. So they do differ from state to state. The state gets to enact laws on, you know, what's the definition. For example, whether it's an independent contractor or an employee. So the criteria for the state will play into that. Well, fantastic. Well, Jeff, thank you again. Um, I'm not going to shake your hand because they're telling us not to do that, but the air. And we'll do it six feet away. Six feet apart because we are um, trying to be very compliant with this again. That's why uh, Sean Allen wasn't able to uh, meet us out here. We're trying to be very compliant with the uh, social distancing, making sure we do everything right, just like we're trying to teach uh, or, or show everyone how to do this right, because it impacts families, it impacts people. And at the end of the day, um, we're going to get through this. And just with the uh, with the information we can share. So I'm going to uh, solicit you to turn off um, that uh, Facebook Live and uh Keep the questions coming. Jeff will be back here tomorrow and every day till Saturday. So if, if um, you know anyone who'd benefit from this, have them tune in. Um, we got to get through this. We got to get this information out there. Yeah. Except if my wife likes me being here, I may be here for the whole month. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to have you as much as you can.